Welcome aboard Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, the new midday show here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh, good morning. Good morning, Philadelphia. What's going on? I'm back. You I'm are back, back officially. I am back. And when finally we could start. You've been you've been here for what, like a month, a month I've been and a half? About a month. Yeah, I've been yeah. here about a month doing the show in Atlanta. It's it's still considered morning, right? Like it's, it, it it's, is it's the, morning. the morning. Yeah, they yeah, call we, it the midday, but we're transitioning into yes. the midday. Okay, that's cool. yeah. It's the morning though, and we're here till two o'clock. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Our producer Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us, and you. We got a ton to talk about. We'll get to the NBA stuff, the All Star game. Mac McClung out of nowhere. Joel playing for some reason last night, and of course the excitement of, of Philly spring training and Andrew Painter and and all that. But you, we get some uh, interesting nugget this morning. Uh, as obviously Jonathan Gannon got the job out in Arizona, he's the head coach now of the Arizona Cardinals. We're a week from the Super Bowl and the disappointment, and all the vitriol here in Philadelphia is still pointed at Jonathan Gannon and his defense. But we got this nugget this morning, Hugh, that the Eagles wanted to keep Jonathan Gannon. Was going to give him a Gripperton too. Was yeah. Give him a ton of bread. A ton. They were going to give him more money to stay here and be the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator than to go take a head coach job. Obviously, he took the opportunity. He's gone, and, and you, I, I know this guy's not popular here, but I do think he's become he's become the, the public enemy because we're just looking for someone to blame. And I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan Gannon. As, as we move forward here and we go towards this offseason, it's a critical offseason for the Eagles, and we look at what's going on here. They have a ton of free agents on defense, a mm-hmm. ton, right? It's going to be a lot, of, a lot of different characters on defense next year. You know, and a lot of young guys probably play next season. Chance to upgrade this defense. Well, well, it, there is a chance. You're right. There's a chance. chance. I mean, with the, with the draft. You're right. With the draft, but there's you know, a chance. You're, uh, totally. They could get better talent, but it's going to take time for that talent to kind of come together. And you look at this defense, what they did this past year. I know what happened this through ball. We were all disappointed. And the end of that game was terrible in the second half. They couldn't get a stop at all. But they were number one in some key categories this past year. This guy did a good job. And the Eagles obviously realized he did a good job. They wanted to keep him here. So they have a lot of players to replace, may have to put a new scheme in, obviously a new coach. He was almost a second head coach here with Nick Sirianni. Let Sirianni just run things on that side of the football. Hugh, I, I, I know people are angry this, you know, still, you know, eight days later, but I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan Gannon with him being out in Arizona. And, and I think it's, it's a little bit of evidence they're going to miss him. That they wanted to keep this guy. They wanted him here. I'll tell you what, and this, this is how I look at it. I understand what you're saying, and there might be some truth to that, Joe, but Buddy didn't want to be here. Obviously, he didn't want to be here, and if I'm an Eagles fan and I know that, you know, it's a, it's a tough place to play. Good riddance. Bye. Because this is, <laughs> listen, Philadelphia is different. This is a different city. It's a hard-nosed city, and it's not one of those cities you can be in and be sensitive and soft. Because you're going to get ridiculed, mm. especially when people call you to the car. But if you're not playing well, if you're not coaching well, they're going to have something to say about it. And if you have rabbit ears and if you're tuning into the station and you can't take what's being said about you, man, then go on, go on take your ass somewhere else. I can, I can say ass. Oh, you did. So, yeah. Okay. Once you say know. something. I don't know. This yeah. is my first yeah. day. Yeah, well, we got Kyle and, and, back and, there. And He's... Rod, you know, Rod a little bit. You know, <laughs> he a little, you know, he a little something about that, that curse, cursing all the time. Yeah, he might say something later. But you're good now. No, and, and you, you know, listen, I understand your, your, your point there. And – Obviously, he had a chance to stay, right? They they offered him money. They offered yeah. him more money to stay, so he didn't want to be here. And and I understand that he got an and opportunity. Maybe he wanted to be. Maybe maybe he had the desire to be a head coach. You know, I mean, some that's something that drives most guys. Sure. You know, maybe he wanted to make his own. You know, he had some things, his own philosophy he wanted to implement. So yeah, he get a chance. So it could have been a number of things. But if you didn't want to be here, then good riddance. Especially with a team that is ready made to make another run. I think that with the young quarterback and these young receivers that you have here in Philadelphia, 
you're going to be poised to make another run. Well, they should. And I just I feel like sometimes we always think the grass is greener on the other side. And, and we'll get into it over the course of the show, some names, some possible ideas, who, who could replace this guy. But for two years, I thought he did a pretty good job, especially this past season when they gave him talent, they gave him some veterans, and they were number one in sacks. They were, they were one of the best defense in the NFL, top 10 in points a lot. Like they, they had a good season. And I think we forget now because of how bad the Super Bowl was in the second half, but Hugh, that defense in the, in the playoffs played really well in the Giants game, in the 49ers game. They were dominant in those two games. It gave them a chance to get to the Super Bowl. And now that he's gone, they're going to miss him. It's not easy to find coordinators that are good. It's not. like We, we, make, it, we make it sound like, oh, just find a guy off the street. He was a good coordinator here. He took care of that side of the football. The players played hard for him. That's all true. They had the most sacks in the NFL and I find it hard to imagine they're going to find an upgrade over Jonathan Gannon. This is what you have to do in a situation like that, in my opinion. You have to find somebody that makes that transition from going one coordinator, from one coordinator to the next, a lot easier. So they might come in and implement certain schemes and everything, philosophies that they want to do, but you have to figure out what, what your core group is. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, they slid from a, a 3-4 to a 4-3 kind of hybrid type defense. Back and forth. Like to run. Yeah. So you that that's kind of what everybody's doing now. So it it all depends on what philosophy you want to int- implement. You know, you might want, want to bring somebody in here that's probably a little bit more aggressive, more conducive to what Philadelphia Eagle fans want them to be. So to your point, you might not find an upgrade, but then again, you might find somebody that works better with the personnel that you have. Well, and we'll see what that personnel is, right? Because they have a lot of free agents. James Bradbury's a free agent. Chauncey Garner Johnson, a free agent, and they're gonna have a lot of young players. Like, there's a real chance, real chance. That they use for they're both their first round picks on defensive players, which means a pair you of rookies. Have to. I well, think you have to. Well, that means a pair of rookies are playing. Jordan Davis is is the second year player. Yes. Nicobe Dean. So you could have four starters next year, first and second year players. That's a lot on a coordinator. Yeah, but listen, I'm thinking if if I'm getting two starters in the first round, more than likely they're going to be trench players. That's probably the easiest transition that you mm. can make in the, in the NFL. Hey, go get the quarterback, especially if you're playing a defense where you're going to be highly aggressive up front, which they were. They did a lot of stunts and sure. a lot of, ran a lot of stunts up front. So if you go out and you get me two good studs up front, I'm okay with that because that's going to take a lot of pressure off your back end. Well, it could, and, and it should. 215-592-9494. It's how you join the show here. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio with you on the Midday Show here. And, look, I, I, I think we all go back to the Super Bowl, and it's just it's playing in everyone's head how bad that second half was, how bad it was. But I think we forget, for the most part, this defense was good. This wasn't a bad defense. This was a good defense this year. And let's be real, Hugh. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid do that to a lot of defenses. A lot. As a former defender, when I saw that second half of that game, I was just like, damn, coach came out and made some adjustments. And Patrick Mahomes did what your hundred or three, whatever, $500 million quarterback Mm. does. He guts defenses. And when you look at that, we look at that series, man. There were some improbable plays that he made. The one where he was getting sacked and he was falling down, Kelsey was falling down, and he caught the ball. He threw it, and Kelsey caught it. Dude, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. And I know nobody wants to hear that, but Patrick Mahomes made some phenomenal plays in that second half. Well, he did, and and he he really put the exclamation point on the Jonathan Gannon era. People didn't love him last year. People didn't love him a lot of this year, but it was trending in the right direction. People started to like Gannon a little bit. That video came out where he said we're going to bleep and gut those guys in the 49ers game. People started to like him a little bit, and then it went hay- haywire in the Super Bowl. 215-592-9494. Kyle Quinn. What are you feeling on this? Is, is Gannon is gone. The press conference happened last week. Everyone's rejoicing that he's gone. But I see this story this morning. The Eagles tried to keep him. And I think they're on to something here. I think they're going to miss Jonathan Gannon. No, I, I think what you call this is addition by subtraction. Mm. 
I'm not going to miss Jonathan Gannon one bit, and I'm not going to sit here and pin the blame entirely on the Super Bowl loss on, on Jonathan Gannon, right? I think there was a ton of things that went into that. But what I'm looking at is this defense is going to lose a ton of guys. We know what Jonathan Gannon's defense looks like when it's not peppered with elite players all up and down the roster. And I'm still yet to hear a good explanation as to why any above-average quarterback just absolutely carves this defense up and has at least 85% completion percentage against this team. So I'm ready to see if we can bring in a new guy uh, who's going to get the most out of these players because we know that Jonathan Gannon isn't able to do that. Well, he, I thought he got a lot out of the players, you know, in terms of statistics this year. I mean, the point that, that Kyle makes there, Hugh, is, is, is fair, right? Good quarterbacks had torched this team. Yeah, I will say, but I'll say this to counter you, Kyle, a little bit. How many good quarterbacks are in the NFL? When you look at the quarterbacks that are playing in the NFL now, you got a ton of me. Out of 32 teams, you probably got 25 mediocre quarterbacks. Yeah, I would say there's yeah. about seven that and you then fear. You have some. Yeah. Top, you have only a few top tier quarterbacks. And I agree with that. But once you're playing in the playoffs and you're going deep into the postseason, you're not seeing the the you know below average guys. You're seeing more often than not the, the above true. average guys. But this is true. But when you look back at that game now, and I know everybody wants to talk about the Bradbury hold and everything, but let's just keep it 100. We don't fumble. We're, we're talking about momentum switching, and we're talking about a different game. Well, if the head coach doesn't punt, if the head coach doesn't punt on fourth and three, it's we a different fuck. game. And listen, there, there are there are plays that happen in the game. You just can't say, oh, this is the one play that changed momentum or whatever. But you don't fumble. We might be talk, We might be having a different conversation in the day than the one that we had. Well, I think you're right. I think we certainly are. 215-592-9849. Let's get to reaction here. I believe the Eagles are going to miss Jonathan Gannon as he is officially the Arizona Cardinals head coach. It seems like uh, my team here does not agree with me. Rob is at Glen Old. Good morning, Rob. Yo, guys. What's up, Joe? What's up, Hugh? Welcome back. What's buddy. up, Rob? What's going on? Listen, I'm going to set the tone here for the new show, being the first caller, Joe. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'll tell Kyle this. Boys, I would, my only regret was they didn't hire Gannon before the Super Bowl, okay? Because then we could have had whoever run that defense. He, there was nothing special, Joe, that he did during that Super Bowl. And somebody was saying he had like a five- or six-hour interview with the Cardinals. That's five or six hours of preparation he took from from preparing for the Super Bowl. No, I, I, Rob, I think he interviewed the day after, after the Super yeah, Bowl. Give the guy a break. He, he was trying, <laughs> Rob. He was trying. Give him yeah, a break. Here's, yeah, here's the thing. I mean, what did he – I mean, yes, it falls on the players. But come on. You know who I want? I want that boy out in Cincinnati. He runs a nasty defense. He runs complex and blitz. He does a lot that Lou – And Arumo, yeah. He's a good coordinator. He did have a that's, that's, yeah. I know you, and, and yeah, he, he, he kind of held down Mahomes a couple times, too. More than a couple times. More than a couple times. Yeah, but he's not available. He's not coming here to be a listen, D coordinator. Listen, he got a nice know, little job already. And listen, I agree with Kyle Quinn. Joe, who do we face in the playoffs? Daniel Jones? I hope the Giants give Daniel Jones $150 million. He stinks. Mm. And, and, you know, granted, Brock Purdy, you know, we went down to the four-string quarterback. But, but I mean, come on. You know, we were 69-14 against those two quarterbacks in the playoffs. And then, you know... Like you said, the line gets you sometimes, or sometimes you get the line. And, you know, they got us in the second half, but I just I just don't think it was a fit here. He didn't want to be here, like you know, I believe you said. And Rob, listen, man, we appreciate your phone call. I, and so Rob said something interesting there, you that he wasn't a fit here, right? And, and that's, that's style, right? That's not about 
Because there's no way we could look at John again two years here and say he was bad. He, he wasn't bad. They were a decent defense last year, good this year. He wasn't bad. The style. We get so caught up in Philadelphia about style. I'm about results, you. Not you got, about style. But you got you to fit, though. You got to fit. Mm. You, isn't, that, isn't that the reason Ben Simmons isn't here now? He didn't fit. Well, he, he didn't fit, but also he couldn't play anymore. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> that's yeah, part that of too. it. But you, I, think, I think in Philadelphia what makes this place so unique and, and, and wonderful is that we can relate to the players that we we care about. Sure. You know, because, I mean, to this day, you know, you still walk around the street and, and, and I still get greeted like people, we've ate, we've eaten dinner the other night. So, I mean, that's what it's about being here in Philadelphia, man. People want to be able to relate to you. They want to be able to to feel like they know you on a personal level. Oh, yeah, and by the way, uh, where did Jonathan Gannon stay? Because I'm looking for a crib, and if his house, if he about to leave, then I need to go ahead. You know what? But maybe saying. maybe it's actually the best thing. But then, again, place. but then again, I don't know how much, you know, because I'm trying to stay in a budget. I ain't yeah. trying to, you know, I'm trying to ball on so a budget. So what do you think? Defensive coordinators, midday hosts, similar? Uh, I don't, think, I don't I think, think so. I think we're a little way uh, below, yeah, actually. I, th- I think he's making more money than me. But, I, hey, if he's living in Pennsylvania, hey, coach, if you're listening, if you lived in Philadelphia, before you put that house on the market, let me know. I might need to try to get that. <laughs> uh, if I had a guess right now, and I hope everyone in the Delaware Valley is listed to us right now, you and our first show, my guess is Jonathan Gannon is avoiding WIP or every possible way. Come on, man. He had to, he has to listen. Still? If he, if you think if he's if he's sensitive enough to leave, he gotta be listening. Yeah, if he I was doesn't listen to the station. Well, everyone listens. But if I was him, I would no longer listen. As eight days later, people still want him out here, even though he's gone. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. OG Wade in Chester is up here on WIP. What's up, OG? OG. What's up? What's up? What's up, man? Hey, Hugh. What's going hey, on? Hey, man. You, you in a good spot, baby. You you with the band. You with Joe D, man. Joe G. Yeah, hey, Joe, Joe G a good dude, man. So far, so good. Can't complain. Yeah, let, let me say this here. Let me give the people a little knowledge without college. You know what I'm saying? So listen. I don't. I'm not upset with uh, 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 Jonathan Gannon, and, and as far as what you get in his house, trust me, that punk didn't have no damn house. <laughs> he was probably living up in a damn hotel room because he knew his ass wasn't going to be in that damn house. You know what I mean? So trust me, he ain't went got no damn house. <laughs> hey, listen though, I'm gonna I'm be honest with you. Um, I like where we were, where we are. I, I, I love the fact that we're gonna have new faces on defense. Um, don't think that we're bringing in a defensive coordinator. The guy is already here. So that's the defensive back coach. He's going to be that guy. What was needed with our defense? I'm, I love – I don't like numbers. See, all that old leading the league in sacks and all that, that don't mean nothing to me. The points is, is, is what means something to me. So the fact that we held people to low, low point scores, I, that was the most attractive thing to me. So what's needed is a – the coordinator to be aggressive when he needs to be aggressive. And that was one of the things that Jonathan Gannon did not do. He he pretty much allowed Fletcher and them to make those type of calls. You know what I'm saying? So you got to have a coordinator that has the, the, the beat, that heartbeat to know when to be aggressive. And to be quite honest with you, coming out of that halftime at the Super Bowl, when we're up 10, we've already given up a turnover. So technically we were not up 10, we were up Three in my in my estimation. So what I would have done is I would have ran that five man front and I would have just uh, pressured the hell out of my home, making them throw the ball early or run the ball, because what they needed they needed to climb uphill. So by you dropping back playing soft, 
that gives them the time to basically matriculate the ball. And yeah, they did what they want. I mean, OG, you're right. They, 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 in the second half of that game, they did what they want. When they wanted to throw it, they threw it. And, when they, and they, Hugh, they ran that football, and they ran all over the Eagles in that game. Yeah, you know, sometimes, yeah. the, way, the way that I saw it, sometimes you would blitz. My fault, my fault, OG. But when you blitz, they got caught. They got caught blitzing, and that makes, a little, that makes defense coordinators a little leery when stuff like that happens. And you know why? They, uh, and, and another thing about his blitzes. See, blitzing is you don't just blitz just to be saying you blitz. Blitzing is a, it's a you got to know where to, how to blitz. You know what I'm saying? To me, blitz, I would be blitzing at that A-gap. When you pressure that, that destroys everything. Or bring a, the, uh, the, slot, the slot corner off the corner. Bring something different. Don't just bring a linebacker that's laid on the side that uh, did a delay blitz. Delay blitzes don't you – know, that works when you got uh, uh, third and long. You don't do a delayed blitz when you got a third and six and stuff like that because you vacated right where they where it's hot is. Right, and I, and I, and that happened. I mean, and OG, we appreciate it. I mean, Hugh, in the Super Bowl, the, the second touchdown by the goal line that was wide open, you know, the Sky Moore was wide open, that was a blitz. Gannon, in this morning, he talked to Peter King. He took the blame for it. He, he said, I think the quote was, Jesus Christ himself wouldn't have covered that in a zero. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he said it was my fault. Yeah, because they – I forgot what they called it, hot dog or something. A it corn dog. Corn dog. Well, I mean, what it's Andy, it's, it's Yeah, food. corn dog. They didn't. They didn't defend that well the whole night. No. and that to me is adjustments. They did not defend that well because you would see the the the, the receiver kind of do like a, a yo yo route or whatever, and he would come in and then go right back out, and nobody covered him. It was like they didn't see that. Yeah, and and all oh, look, I, I'm not trying to sit here this morning and tell you Jonathan Gannon did a good job in the Super Bowl. He didn't, right? They lost, and he he didn't, he didn't do well enough. But two things: one, he did a good job for the season, and two. They only allowed 24 real points in that game. Like, let's take a deep breath, okay? Seven points. You mentioned it, Hugh. And look, I, I'm I'm as big of a Jalen Hurts fan as there is, but Jalen Hurts gave seven points away in that game. Yeah. As well as he played, he gave seven points away. The other thing is that punt return. The ball's in the five. Yeah. The ball's in the five. Yeah, you're gonna score. So yeah. they gave up 24 real points in that game. They didn't get torched. They gave up 24 real points in that game. I I just think when we think about this as a whole. We're being hard on Gannon, and I think they're going to miss this guy. Man, listen, I, Warren Sapp says something. I don't really agree with a whole lot that Warren Sapp says, but he says something on, on uh, Instagram that I, I totally agree with. Back in the day, it used to be like the saying used to be defense wins championships. Mm. That's not the case anymore. No. Your $100 million, $500 million quarterback goes out and wins games for you, and that's exactly what Patrick Mahomes did. Their defense was not that stellar. They, we got, we, they, had, they were had. Patrick Mahomes came out there and did what he got paid to do. He made plays. Unfortunately, we were the, we were we were on the wrong end of it. But I'll say the one positive thing about it: we got a young quarterback, we got some young receivers. Mm-hmm. We are poised to make potentially get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, they they certainly are in that mix. There's no question about that. And and, and moving forward here, I don't care who the coordinator is. If the pass rush has zero sacks in games, they're going to lose those games more often than against good quarterbacks. Kyle is in New Jersey up on WIP. What's up, Kyle? Kyle, what's up, guys? So listen, I, first off, I really wanted to say that I am really excited about um, this season coming up. I think we're still going to have – we're basically you're going to have the same offense, maybe minus Kelsey and Sanders. Don't really know what's going to go on with that yet. But when it comes to Jonathan Gannon, the dude did not fit here. He didn't – he wouldn't talk after games. He just – he kind of was like put in the background because they knew. The organization knew that this guy could not handle the passion of this fan base. But, but Kyle, let, like, let, 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 I just want to pause for a second, and then I'll let you continue. You say that, but they offered him more money. Like, they offered him head coaching money to stay. Like, they wanted him to be here. So, 
whether or not we think they didn't think he could handle all this, they offered him more money than, or at least, you know, comparable money to what the Cardinals offered to be a head coach to stay here in Philadelphia. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I'm a little surprised to hear about that. I don't really understand it, but the way I look at it is he had the same scheme every game. Well, no scheme to him, but we had all this talent. <laughs> I think you could have took any other defensive coordinator in the league and they would have done just as good with that D-line. We had 70 sacks this year. All he had to do was rush four and drop everyone in zone. This guy doesn't change nothing. Andy Reid clearly knew going in the half. Them guys weren't scared at all. They knew when they came back out that Gannon wasn't going to adjust to the nothing. He was going to stay in the soft zone. And, he was, and, then, and then when he does blitz, you wait until they're on the goal line to blitz against a team that has that much speed. It makes no sense to me. I, I don't like the guy. I'm glad he's gone. I truly think that this team's going to be fine without him. I think the talent he had made him look better than he truly was. I think he's going to fail over there with that bum of a quarterback who likes to sit and play video games all the time. Well, we agree on that, Kyle. Appreciate. It. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, as far as Gannon succeeding or not, you he's. That's a tough spot in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. When you got your young quarterback, you don't know what he's doing. Mm. You don't know how he's committed hurt. he is to the game of football. I just love the passion that these pan- fans are displaying today, Joe. I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not used to this. Well, he's public enemy number one. He, we've blamed everything on Jonathan Gannon. It is I amazing. You. I hate your Get haircut. Out. I hate everything by every mean, Monday. Some, someone thinks he's living in a hotel for the last two years. <laughs> 215-592-9494. That is how you join the show. Your phone calls on the other side. I'm going to let you hear from a former Eagle legend what he thought about Jonathan Gannon and the performance of the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I think they're going to miss him. I, I believe the Eagles are going to miss Gannon. A lot of change coming on defense. A lot of free agents. A lot of young players potentially playing. And he was a head coach on that side. Eagles tried to keep him. Didn't work. He went to Arizona. I believe the Eagles will miss Jonathan Gannon. We got a ton to get into. It's Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.